the Give It A Go Show. Welcome to the Give It A Go Show, where we give things a go and talk about it. I'm Prince. And I'm Rivet. And, well, first of all, I'm going to say that because we have milked the final segment for all that it's worth, I think, we are going to do something different for that today, so look forward to that later. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's a bit more of a a broad topic that we can pick on, so you don't have to know about pop cultural games to know about it. Yeah, that was just a little random idea we had that ended up being too (laughs) too, um, talk about yeah we, we run a bit dry on characters it would make <laughs> us well. feel like we were in a fever dream because the yep. same thing kept happening so yes that's gonna change and stick more with the theme so yeah look forward to that to later too yeah but for the things we've tried now i didn't <laughs> i i didn't intend for this to being the thing i was gonna do on the podcast and you know okay. that i've done this but you don't know that i'm gonna bring it here okay. I think. and i'm gonna apologize for the nerdiness even as we said you don't have to know pop culture but i started writing my own dungeons and dragons campaign I Oh, yes, I very much know you've been doing this. It's been your life. Yes, it's been my life for the past <laughs> few <or> so. weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so little explanation, I guess, about what that means is the dungeon master of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign is like the person who keeps track of the narrative, the non-playable characters, the story and the adventuring, and they're like leading the, the party of adventurers into the story and they have the final say on rules and all that kind of stuff. So I've been a dungeon master for a campaign that I personally purchased and I kind of fell in love with it and the thing is I've always wanted to write my own but I thought- I just want to briefly interrupt to say to my father who will be listening it's not just me who plays Dungeons and Dragons look. Yeah <laughs> it's actually it used to be this thing that people did in their basement with yes. all their nerd friends now it's actually a very popular thing and everybody mm, does it. Yeah. You can take my word for it <laughs> because the reason why I got into it was because of the fact that everybody's doing it and now you can do it remotely so you used to do it like in five hour sittings and Mm. such because you would go to your friend's house or something and do it in person and now people can do it in more of a sort of micro way in like two hours remotely so basically I've always wanted to write my own but I thought I was too stupid oh no (laughs) I didn't think I was gonna be smart or savvy enough but the thing is like the things that I thought I was gonna have problems with there are resources so Mm, there's like resources for making like a full sheet of of skills for a monster or something like yeah. an enemy yeah. i thought i was gonna have to make it all up myself but there's a monster manual you know the official oh, monster everything. manual there's like our sort of randomizer for non-playable characters that are enemies mm. that you can just put in the stuff you want and then it'll generate yep. for you there's amazing stuff out there that makes me able to so do that. many resources it's amazing yeah because i'm not good at math and I'm not really good at keeping track of numbers but there's stuff that can do that for you so I was like okay and then I realized while I was doing it that I still really love writing because even as a Mm. kid I would try and write stories and I've tried so many different formats of making a story like comics yeah yeah. and novels and I mean you've been doing it too you've been writing yeah. novels and try like we, we both <laughs> yeah exactly we both tried to kind of break through into that yeah and yeah. for me I wanted to do it but there was always something that didn't quite work for me because I'm very mm. much a person I don't run on validation but I really enjoy sharing <laughs> yeah yeah enjoy sharing what you've created with other people and having them experience it and hoping that they get that same feeling that you get whilst making it absolutely and I guess that's the thing if you don't get that feeling whilst making it which I guess is what you and I have both suffered with in the past then I guess you just kind of think well is anyone else going to enjoy this but with this yeah. D&D stuff you've been doing I, I can tell you've been enjoying doing that 
that. So. Yes. So like, because with comics, like I explained, it just ended up being a format I didn't enjoy in the end. Yeah. And with yeah. novels, it's hard, even when people are interested in reading it, even if you just, oh, I made the first chapter, yes. check it out. People, and I'm the same, it will take a while until I can sit yeah. down and read something, you know? Mm, mm, and mm. even if you do eventually, it's hard to give feedback also sometimes. Yes. Yeah. So even though I haven't had the group that is going to be playing this the first time, even though they haven't started playing it yet, they've just made their characters, it still feels like, wow, this is a world that I can immediately share with people and they, yeah. they will willingly go into it and experience it and explore it. And it was kind of like a ding, ding, ding. This is the <laughs> format for you. <laughs> I mean, the other great thing about doing it in the form of a D&D &D campaign is that it's a lot more immersive, isn't it? So oh, yeah. People can put their own spin on it. They can can incorporate their own things into your world it's quite a nice way of doing it yeah so i've tried comics novel games yeah. i'm a big fan of all kinds of games but i try to kind of ease into it with visual novels which they're like books in game form with like character portraits and pictures and stuff yeah and i'm a visual person so i like that but i am <laughs> not very good at programming i used to do a little bit of programming due to that but then i forgot everything i learned because <laughs> i stopped doing it yeah. <laughs> but anyway so once i started getting into doing it and sort of organizing it in a way that I enjoyed. I was writing like a madman. <laughs> All my friends would hear that every waking moment that I had mm. available, I was writing. I was writing yeah. from like morning to very, very late if I could get away with it. And I was making yeah. maps. I was told about some map making software for making battle maps and for making world maps and really immersing people into the world. So I've been grabbing little bits and pieces of all these worlds I've created in the past and just injected it into this experience. I mean, that's the other, again, great thing about doing it in the form of a D&D &D campaign is it can be a bit more of a multimedia experience. There's lots oh, of different absolutely. things that you can pull in and put into it, like doing the map making. I love stuff, making so. the maps because, yeah. you know, I don't have to draw anything myself, even though I, I yeah, can. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more work. I can just plonk in a chair there, a wall there, yeah. you know, whatever I want and sort of build it to meet the experience that I want them to have. I'm not good at riddles or anything, but I've been writing <laughs> riddles and I've been writing puzzles Ooh. and just like, oh, what could they find here? And it's been really fun. Mm. I've been getting into it so fervently and I'm so excited that I'm just kind of bouncing in my chair waiting for the first session <laughs> to happen. It's just this world that I kind of went in a little bit easy, whereas I placed this area that it is based around in an existing world, which is one of the D&D okay. &D yeah. worlds, the Forgotten mm -hmm. Realms. So I didn't have to to make up my own gods and races and stuff like yeah. that. I could use an existing template and then build around it, which they encourage in, in the handbooks. They're like, oh, you can use yeah. this yeah. and then you can change it if you want, or you, you can make it whatever you feel this campaign needs. So mm. it, you can use all these things as a baseline and then make your own sort of lore and world around it, which is what I did. So mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've been making different areas. I've been writing lore. I've been writing history, geography, mm. factions. I've just been writing like a crazy person and some of yeah. these things the players might not even find. But then that means if you do it again with a different group, then maybe those people will find oh, yeah. something different next time. So, I mean, I'd love to play it one day. <laughs> I'm going to find every person I know who plays D&D and <laughs> force them to play this campaign. I would love to play it. Every time I've spoken to you pretty much over the past couple of weeks when you haven't been working, you've either, well, you've either been playing Genshin. 
<laughs> or <laughs> with me. Oh yeah, you've been working on this D and D thing, and yeah, it sounds really cool. Like uh, the, I mean, I've spoken to a couple of people in the campaign, and yeah, it sounds sounds like it's going to be pretty good. So I hope so. I mean, it's not genius stuff, but I feel like it's but it's yours. You know, it, it's, I feel uh, like it's engaging. I I don't you know nobody's tested it yet, so I don't know how no. unfair the battles are and so on. <laughs> you can always tweak those things, though, can't you? Over time. Oh, absolutely. If I feel like something's yeah. being unfair in terms of not like luck with your dice rolls, but in terms of this was yeah. not made properly, then I can change yeah. it because they're testing it and not just playing yes. it, they're testing it. So yeah, precisely. I can't be like, oh, well, you died because this this <laughs> enemy that I made without knowing how strong it was going to be, uh, it's too strong, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so so they're the guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, they're the guinea pigs. And uh, well, I mean, you're definitely... I'll wait till they've done it before I play it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely next up. If, if you're listening and you don't even know what Dungeons & Dragons is, it's basically role play and pretend, but you have all these things that can engage you. Yeah. Visual things like maps and uh, pictures of the people that you're meeting and you choose your adventure. You choose what you want to do and when you do mm-hmm. those things, different things might happen and it's just an adventure. I'm very much in love with it and every waking mm-hmm. hour of my life, I am either wanting to play D&D, playing <laughs> D&D, writing mm-hmm. for D&D, or I'm drawing a D&D character. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I wanted to say now was if anyone listening, this this does interest anyone and they do want to get into D&D in any shape or form, the official company, I guess, that does D&D, so Wizards of the Coast, they've got a few books that you can pick up. So I've got the Player's Handbook, which is great if you yes. just want to play it. You can go online and find groups to play with. I've got the Dungeon Masters uh, thing, so there's like more books for depending on what kind of thing you want to play. There's loads of books. There's books for each campaign. You can usually find local places that will do D&D sessions if you want to do it face yeah. Face. And you can look There's for online players groups. online, like the yeah. site that we use, which is called Roll20. Usually you won't even have to use dice and you, no. won't, you won't have to math everything. Once you've made your character and stuff, it will have everything calculated. Mm. You just press a thing and it'll roll everything for you with the pluses and minuses and all of that, all your stats. Yes, brilliant. So that site also has a feature where you, I think you can look for players. You can place yourself as somebody basically who is looking for someone mm. to play with and then other yeah. people can find you, I believe. It is very mm. much a revitalized form of media now which is very yes. different from the way it used to be so yeah yeah i mean that's yeah. what i did yeah i guess naturally we go on to what i did <laughs> oh wow um, <laughs> wasn't yeah, ready for this that. part of the podcast i know amazing so i kind of briefly touched on to you what i did this week my husband he knows how to play guitar bass piano etc and i had always wanted to learn the guitar he has three guitars but one's a bass I, I don't know shit about music Sorry, Mum, I did not mean to curse there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about music, but we do have two keyboards because I have a MIDI keyboard because I've always wanted to learn production and I've always been very interested in music. She made the uh, the bloops in our intro. Very exciting. Yeah, very with that keyboard. Very hard work. Yeah, <laughs> it did to take <laughs> a while the, to uh, get them right. The news intro as well. <laughs> yeah, so all my life I have been very interested in music, but it's taken quite a backseat because I've just never really had the time to pursue it. I've had hobbies that have kind of taken priority over it. Mm. So art, for example, I don't know, gaming, I guess. <laughs> it's a hobby. It is a hobby. Yeah. So I've just never really pursued it until I kind of grew up. And then I thought to myself, well, it was only quite recently. I thought, well, 
I could just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could just do it. Why not? So many people think that as an adult, it's too late to learn to yeah. get good at instruments or something. But no, it's not. That's the thing. I'm 25 and I thought, well, anyway, I haven't actually said what I've done yet. So I should probably do that. So I want to learn how to play the keyboard slash piano because whenever I try and make anything in the production software I use, I don't know, I just feel like it would help me out quite a lot <laughs> to be able to actually read sheet music, write notes down, etc. So my husband, the most patient man in the world, he sat down with me and we both got our keyboards out and I started learning a song on the keyboard and this is a song that I think you like, Prince. I presume you'll like because oh. we have a mutual love for this artist. Um, is it Lady Gaga? <laughs> well, you see, I brought the Chromatica sheet music book. Oh! <laughs> oh. And I started learning Sour Candy on the piano. Yes! Sounds like kind of a weird song to learn on the piano because it's very pop, very synthy. Yes. It went surprisingly well. So my husband he explained how to read the sheet music. I don't fully understand it all yet, all the weird symbols, but I got the gist of it. Did you record and it? Not yet. Oh, now here's the thing. I'm gonna practice more I know. I'm very slow and very hard to listen to at the moment when I play. That's why I wanna hear it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I maybe I should have. Yeah, I, I mean I could still do a recording and we can slot it in, but it's uh, it <laughs> So if you're yeah, hearing it, it, if you're hearing it after this, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm very slow at the moment because I, st I can't read sheet music very well. I mean, well you just the started. It, <laughs> that's the thing. I've just started. So I'm trying to develop the muscle memory and be able to look at the note and go, oh, I know what that note is and yeah. then just play it and that kind of stuff. something you've heard many times about when I play certain games that I played a lot, how yeah. it's just, it goes on autopilot. I just yes, do the things yeah. and no matter what happens, I'm just going and we're having a conversation and we don't even realize what happened in the game. And yeah, we're just exactly. like, oh, we won. Uh, uh, I wasn't paying attention because I'm just on autopilot yeah. with the muscle memory. Yeah. And I've been able to do that, and yet we kind of still have this thought that you can't get good at an instrument unless you're a kid or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. no, you can. That's the thing. I mean, I'm 25 and I thought, well, I've always wanted to learn an instrument, but I've always never really pursued it. And I'd always wanted to learn the piano. The other thing is, I have tiny hands. And I know you thought the same thing about yourself because yes. you told me, is because I have small hands, I can't play the piano. However, whilst <laughs> it is slightly more difficult for me because I I can't reach all of the keys with one hand. Like when I say all of the keys, I mean obviously like one section of not the entire keyboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, I can't but... reach every single key with my yeah every my hands. single key. It's just like two fingers. <laughs> just somebody yeah, you, you watch this like genius at piano who's just got Edward spaghetti hands kind spaghetti of spaghetti hands. <laughs>
but no i've actually really enjoyed it and i'm someone who really struggles to focus on things i have a very short attention span very short attention it's span. really funny that we think that we can't play it with small hands when you think about the fact that there are child prodigies yes with yes. baby hands who are playing on full-size pianos and there's quite a lot of children who play on full-size pianos as well yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's quite funny i'm still learning how to do it but i mean it might be interesting to put in a clip of how i play now and then maybe in a month or so i could always re-record it and see mm. how i've gotten i guess yeah so that might be interesting i have decided that i think this is a hobby that i will pursue because i really enjoy it uh, so it's quite therapeutic actually so yeah mm. i think i'm gonna carry on with that although the problem is with me picking sour candy is i try and kind of sing along to kind of get where i am in the song mm. but the problem with that is that a couple of the verses are in like korean oh <laughs> so right i just i just go because <laughs> 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 like i don't want to butcher the language so i butcher it even more i guess <laughs> you, you just delete it <laughs> i just i just mumble yeah it just go <laughs> Yeah. And I hope that that works. <laughs> That's what I did this week. And yeah, I will post a recording of how I'm doing now, which will be abysmal, but you can enjoy that. And then in a month or so, maybe when I feel I've gotten sufficiently better, then maybe I'll post how I've gotten. And yeah, you know, be a good example of picking up something new and running with it, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that sounds fun. And it, that's mm. the whole point of it all. Not just learning new things, but just finding things that we can run with as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not all about just trying something once and then never touching it again. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, <laughs> for example, when I did the canoeing, I would do that again. Not at the moment. It's raining very yeah. hard. Well, not at this very moment. Obviously, but <laughs> I need to go on <laughs> right now. Dad, let's go. Let me in, Let me in the canoe now. Yes. <laughs> I need it. I need the canoe. <laughs> Banging on the door of Let the me in. place. <laughs> now, all you have to do is get a skip and make it yourself. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Put a, pop a motor on it. I've got loads of those, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I just gotta go into just my a stash, my motor stash. That's it. Just get one out. It's all good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we're we're really scraping the barrel of old stories right now. But for for now, I, I still have a couple. So mm-hmm. the one I want to talk about now is when I used to do horse riding. Ah yes, I, I briefly heard about. Yeah, this. when I talk about these, it really makes me realize how many things I've done, and that's kind of nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I I used to think that I wasn't doing anything, that I was just sitting like a lemon in front of the computer. Mm. Once we had a computer, uh, <laughs> because I was born <laughs> in nineteen. But yeah, I really did a lot of stuff and I did a lot of physical stuff. Whereas I used to think that I didn't do any exercise. I was freaking riding horses. I was powerful. (laughs) So basically what happened was that I was in middle school or junior high, depending on where you are. I was approximately 13 to 14 years old. And our school was having this kind of thing where they were letting us choose between several things to try out. And I think a lot of them were physical things like sports Mm -hmm. activities and the like. And there was horse riding and I didn't never uh, not not at school we there they had events where we went and did oh things. oh sorry you were of school age and you were doing horse riding yes is that what you okay i thought you were saying that they were offering you horse riding at school i was like, what kind of bougie school did you no. go to <laughs> Uh, um, yes, I went to the stable at my school and they <laughs> let me drive. No, it was events where we went to, to different places right. and got to try things okay. out. So oh, it was like an, like an outing uh, where different kids went to different places and did different things. Yeah, I did not go to bougie school. It was shite. <laughs> I tried not to swear there just because your mom tells you not to swear, yeah, even though she off. doesn't tell me not to swear, but because <laughs> <laughs> you're the guest. If I don't do it, I have eyes. to take the explicit E off. <laughs> I have to. We have to swear to keep our E. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I'll do it for for the both of us. I'll swear enough Thank to you. keep the E off. <laughs> taking one 
taken one for the team. Thank you. <laughs> it's only there just in case. I know I won't be able to stop. So I wasn't interested in it at all. But out of all the ones that were there, I was like, well, I like animals. I always mm. liked animals. Mm-hmm. And so I was initially really uninterested. But there was somebody in my class at the time who had her own horse and was very mm. well versed in that sort of world. And so well I was like, in horsing. Yes, yeah, in horsing. <laughs> Horsing around. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, there's somebody that I'm going to recognize over there. And we went to the horse riding school. It was just this very far off place. Uh, <laughs> uh, like after a long dirt road, mm. went to those stables and I freaking fell in love with it immediately. I was cool. very yeah. weak. Like in horse riding, <laughs> when the horse is trotting, you usually do a kind of bounce up and down in mm-hmm. rhythm with the trot. Yeah. So what that means is basically you stand up in the stirrups and sit back down Uh. it's like doing squats essentially yeah and i was first they were like try standing up in the stirrups and i was like like i was shaking (laughs) i was edward spaghetti legs at that point um it was it was the worst i couldn't do it i (laughs) i'm uh, skipping ahead a little by saying this but i didn't feel anything doing that eventually Mm. i was doing it as easily as i was taking one step in front of the other it was yeah horse riding makes you very strong if you can do it do it (laughs) It, it's the yeah it's amazing but anyway i tried it out that time i rode a wonderful white horse called bolero it was very chill it was very sweet very cute it was fun even though i couldn't stand up like that i I had so much fun (laughs) when i got home I was like, mom, dad, can I sign up for that writing school? And they were like, oh, I don't know. And it kind of, <laughs> they kind of went back and forth on that where the days would mm. go by and I would ask them, I really want it. Can we check it to see if, if I can do it? And I think maybe they looked it up and there weren't any openings or so it, it took yeah. a little doing, it took a little while, but they could see I was very passionate about this, I think. And yeah. it was, you know, a sport, which is very healthy. So eventually I did get in and they bought me the shoes and the, the helmet and the stuff that I needed. Yeah. So I finally got to do it after some time. And so I got so absorbed in horse girl life because I I was (laughs) a girl at that point. I was reading horse girl novels. I was everything about my life became horse related. I was the stereotype. Yes. (laughs) I even had the freaking ponytail and I wanted (laughs) we had this storage unit. All of the houses Mm. in that row sort of had a storage unit kind of not a shed but you know it was kind Mm. of like a tinier little building where we we kept our freezer and we kept a bunch of yeah. storage related stuff and I was like can't we get a horse he can live in the storage unit <laughs> he can live in there oh, no. and I didn't oh, see no. any problem with it like let's buy a horse <laughs> he can live in there it's gonna be fine We're, we have plenty of room in there and my parents were yeah. just like no <laughs> <laughs> No, what's wrong? Why are you so insane all of a sudden? Oh my goodness. I was a kid. I was a teenager. Oh yeah, you um, don't see the problem with it then. You're like, it's enough room. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> and even then, like, I was a beginner, but I was still the oldest in the group because a lot of the beginners tend to be even younger. So yeah. we had, like, tiny kids in this group and I was the only teenager. But I had a bit of an attitude and I got really, like, <laughs> attached to some of the ponies because yeah. we would kind of, whenever we started, we would get in line. It would be a rotation of who got to pick first. So yeah. I always wanted to pick this one sort of gray speckled pony named Zunny. Kind of sunny, mm-hmm. but with a Z. And I adored right. her. And a lot of others mm. picked like, oh, I want the fast one. And oh, I want the whatever. And she was this lazy, just Aww. sleepy little darling. And you had to really kick mm. her to get her to go. <laughs> but she was so lovely. She would neigh when she Ooh. saw me because I would always ride her and she would get happy and kind of lean against me a lot. So I, I fell in love with this horse. But all 
all the horses and ponies, they have their own sort of um, caretakers. There's yeah. a schedule yeah. and this day, this girl is going to come and brush this horse or whatever. So oh, right. she okay. had a yeah. caretaker who very nicely, very sweetly came up to me after a, a session where I was cleaning her hooves. And this girl was mm. like, hi, like, do you want any help? And I was like, why would I need any help? <laughs> <laughs> oh no I was Booty so possession. I was jealous I wanted her to be mine I wanted that horse to yeah. be mine so when she came up and was so nice to me oh I'm so sorry to that girl I was so <laughs> rude I was like oh, no. I don't need any help from you <laughs> go away oh god I was such a I was an asshole <laughs> I, again I was, a, I was a teenager I was yeah yeah kind yeah. of attached to this I, this is really just my confession booth at this point yeah yeah <laughs> I've been different levels of asshole over the past few years but i will definitely <laughs> That's how you learn and grow yes i will definitely give myself a an extra pass at this one because i was a kid who who yeah was feeling jealous <laughs> and so yeah i was very attached to this one whenever i didn't get to choose her i would get really upset and i would like mm. i don't want to write this one and i would because some of the lessons we had were only theory so we didn't always ride horses uh, sometimes yeah. we would sit down and learn about them and i was yeah. so into the riding part that i always skipped the theory <laughs> lessons <laughs> So oh when we'd goodness. come to the stables and they'd be like, why did you bring your helmet? It's theory. And I'm like, all right, I'm going home. <laughs> uh, I, I ain't here for this. Yeah, I just went home immediately. I was only here for the writing. I was even rude to like the freaking teachers. I was such a rude oh, no. kid. Oh, I feel bad for it now. So bad. I was, oh, I was just so absorbed. So it was kind of silly as me being the oldest in the group. I really should have set a better example. But um. <laughs> Eventually, though, because when I started, Bolero wasn't there anymore, but he came back. They, he came Good. back to the stables and I got to ride him again when I was way better yeah. and I could stand mm. up in the stirrups. And yeah, I just have many fond memories of the different kinds yeah. of horses that I got to try because they're so different in personality. There was yeah. this, you know, this kind of work horse looking horse that's just like really wide everywhere with the, <laughs> the hoof fur and, yeah. you know, really huge. I rode one of those and it felt like I was doing splits just sitting on him. Oh my goodness. He was huge. Oh. And he was a candy monster. He thought that if you moved, that meant it was to give him a treat. Oh, no. <laughs> so I would just, like, have my hands in my pocket and then just move my hand to, like, brush my hair off of my face. And he would just take a chomp in my arm. <laughs> It'd be honest for me. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank you, thank you for treats. And just like, right, right on my arm. And I just, oh my God, I'd be like, ow. And people like, oh yeah, you can't move your arm in front of his face. He's going to think oh you're my goodness. delicious. And even just writing him, it was like trying to push a cow. He was, mm. he refused to do what I said. I had to really like, hurt like drag yeah. him everywhere you get really strong everywhere when you ride horses yeah. i wish i could do it again because i did love it it was just a matter of uh, money it was expensive yeah i think oh, i yeah. had to stop yeah. eventually if i could do it again because i don't love exercising but i really loved riding horses yeah it exercises every single part of you you'll have like mm buff eyelashes by the time you're done so if you're at all interested in giving it a go or if you feel like me and you're not sure a bunch of different types of exercise that is recommended to you is not working for you and you're just miserable through it and if you have the money of course give it a try even if mm. you don't think you like horses or you don't think you're gonna like it you might be surprised i didn't care at first and then i became the dreaded horse girl <laughs> man right now i just i wish i could do it again i wish i could be a horse man come I'm full sure circle Horse, horseman, horseman one day <laughs> a horseman yeah yes <laughs> so yeah that's another fond memory where i was kind of mean to people again but <laughs> 
I promise. I mean, I promise I'm I, not like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love horses in the sense that I think they're very beautiful creatures. I love giving them little nose pats when I'm out and about. Oh, they're but... brats. They're they're like they have these kind of unexpected personalities, very different. I mean, all animals do, of course. Like dogs and cats have very distinct habits and personalities, but horses oh, yeah. because you can't really see what they're thinking as much. They kind yeah. of look the same all the time, but they they act very uh cheeky. They're like yeah. they'll prank you, they'll tease you and stuff like that. And be like, "Oh, that wasn't me. What are you talking about? I didn't do that." <laughs> there were many instances like that where a horse mm. would just like mess with me and like yeah. dick around a little bit and I, I really liked that about them because I thought they were just these gentle majestic creatures but no they're just little brats <laughs> I mean I love horses but I just always remember and this was only a few years ago I think I was stood in a field with a horse called Bob <laughs> and he was enormous and I was terrified because oh, yeah. he was just so big and intimidating and I was like oh. yeah. I say that my husband wants a miniature pony so oh, um, like one a day Shetland when pony. we yeah he loves ponies he loves little ponies I did feel um, a little bit like it, it did it did sting a bit that I was too old to ride the Shetland ponies they were so small mm. and like the tinier people in the group got to ride them and they were just like really trying to keep up with all the other horses and run. their legs would just go <laughs> there are like i said the, the ponies i rode they look like horses they feel okay, big yeah. enough to be horses yeah but they're yeah. just a little smaller if you were to start off horse riding at some point and you kind of feel like you're terrified of horses try a smaller one even if you're an adult you can still probably fit a bigger pony give it a go yes yes try it even i might try it one day please be nice to their caretakers don't be don't be <laughs> Whether you're a kid or an adult, don't be like that, like me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so what have you brought? What story have you brought from the bottom oh. of the barrel today? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> what? Um, okay, so this story is relevant to what I did. I briefly touched on when I did this before, but I feel like sometimes people just either don't believe me or they just don't care because it's not <laughs> oh that big goodness. a deal. <laughs> when I say so that, good. I mean it's... <laughs> It's like, no, as in, like, it's not as big a deal as I think. Because when I tell people, I get really embarrassed, but I, oh, I mean, it's I've told not people, that big of a deal as, yeah, as it is yeah, in your head. Yeah, pretty much. I, I thought you were suddenly getting really <laughs> defeatist on me, like, oh, nobody's no, being, nobody cares. No, so when I was in secondary school, I went through a stage with music where this was kind of where I was discovering what music I really like. And I was really into rap music. Mm. American rap music specifically and I was listening to mostly Eminem maybe not the best choice when I was there oh, I mean I was a teenager yeah. all the teenagers listen to that kind of stuff I was listening to a lot of the kind of newest more exclusive stuff I was listening to Nicki Minaj's mixtapes before she was particularly famous and stuff at the time and I was I was very into all that and I wanted to try my hand at rapping Mm. And <laughs> probably every other day at school, I would go with some of my friends into the music practice rooms mm. and I would just, I'd just be spitting fire. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> So I put an Eminem track on, or I, I'd usually have to censor myself in case the teachers heard me. Oh, <laughs> so I couldn't swear really. But I, um, sorry, and... I just have to mention because this reminded me. This is very much like when I first got into metal, and whenever they would start the screaming part, I would turn mm. the volume down. <laughs> oh, no, oh dear, no, Lincoln Park, no. you can't scream like that. And, Lincoln Park. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was corn uh, at first, so it was oh, way yeah, worse. Corn, but yeah. Lincoln Park yeah. had some songs where they would do some screaming and I would always go yeah. over and I would turn the volume down and I would it's turn like, it back up again when they were finished yeah. screaming 
it's like are you done yeah it's like oh dear oh no oh my goodness yeah i used to rap along to a lot of different songs and a lot of people thought i was really good apparently that's what they told me anyway Mm. um (laughs) i thought i was pretty good i really enjoyed it to be fair but i guess because i was like kind of middle class white girl i was like oh i don't think i should be doing this at this point i didn't really i kind of got over that for a bit which is when i entered the school talent contest Ah. and (laughs) so i did my audition after school i rapped got through a few verses but the last one was the banger you know the best verse that i felt showcased my skill And they were like, now that's enough. As in, they'd already were like, yeah, it's fine. I think there just wasn't that many applicants. So they were just Oh, like, they didn't yeah. really care about the content. No, they were, they were just, just like, gonna put you and I was, like, I was like, no, you have to let me finish. And they were like, oh, no, it's fine. It's like, no, you have to let me finish this song. And they were like, oh, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> so they let me finish the song. And then I went through a bit of a, a lot of anxiety, I guess, in the run up to the talent contest because I had that preconceived notion that I shouldn't be doing rap, I guess. Like, no, this is, uh, people are gonna laugh at me. Me. it's gonna be awful i oh no and but what i decided to do was i wasn't gonna rap over a song that already existed because swear words ah. um, so i wrote my own song over an instrumental that someone recommended to me and they said i think this one would be good i can't remember what the song was called it was called raindrops but i can't remember who it was by so i can remember what the song was called i just can't remember who ah. it was by. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so I wrote this song. I can't remember how good the lyrics are because I erased them from existence. So it came to the night of the talent show. I was well. I was reading through my lyrics over and over and over again. To be fair, I probably hadn't practiced the song as much as I should have. My mum came. <laughs> Despite her not being a fan of rap. Uh, she she came out for me. I got on stage. I started. And then I forgot the lyrics. <gasps> no! <laughs> No. I forgot the lyrics. They had these teachers who were judges. It's as if they were on Britain's Got Talent or something. Yeah, I was like, idol. Yeah, who cares? Like, judging. Yeah, whatever. I was like, come on, I'm just up here. We had a break, and then I was like, can I go back on with my lyric sheet? Oh. <laughs> and they let me, and I did it, and it was fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just, okay. <laughs> it was a good ending in the end, but it was still, um, I don't know. After that, the kind of my insecurity settled back in, though, mm. and I kind of gave it up for ages i'm kind of more interested in the production side at the moment i just want to make what i can make and just see what happens i've um, uh, i've had that moment i've been on a stage and forgotten words to a thing oh, oh, maybe i'll talk about it someday yeah <laughs> it's horrifying i don't know why everyone thought i was crying i wasn't i was i was embarrassed but i wasn't crying oh. <laughs> everyone was like do you have to cry i was like i, I didn't they probably anyway. expected that you would have yeah i did it i was just like well this sucks <laughs> yeah i was a bit like shit but they were like you go back up and i was like okay cool before i did it the teachers pulled me aside and they were like we just want to make sure that you're not going to be like swearing I was like, it's a school i'm not going to swear it on the stage i mean some kids would have probably <laughs> i guess some kids would have yeah if i looked back on it i probably would have thought it was very bad but it, whatever i was I was a kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah for sure at but, least you did yes. you made your own thing and you like presented I did, it yeah i obviously didn't win but at the end of the day it was an experience i did an audition for the talent show the next year so (laughs) So i would like to get back into doing music a bit more but for now whatever happens (laughs) whatever (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, well you are getting more into the production side of it now so slowly yeah (laughs) Yeah, i think it's time for rivets news corner Mm, yes here it comes are you ready here it is (laughs)
though this is about someone quite prolific who has tried something new ah <laughs> someone that i know that you and i both don't like uh, um <laughs> i feel like i know what this is gonna be about but there's a twist so obviously your boy jeff bezos i knew it has yeah, he's launched his phallic rocket into space. Mm, he has penetrated that... the clouds. <laughs> the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, he used to be the CEO of Amazon. I think he's only just stepped down. Jeff Bezos, he's like one of the richest men in the world. He's accumulated billions pretty much from treating his workers like garbage. So him and at the moment, I think it's two other billionaires. So Richard Branson and Elon Musk, they're all in this kind of... Ah, um... uh, the two frat boys. Uh, yeah, they're all in this penis measuring competition where they're all trying to have like the best rocket. Oh in... my, I mean, you're right. Uh, it's... I mean, everything in a billionaire's life is a penis measuring contest yeah it's just three billionaires who are like oh, yeah instead of like ending homelessness or world hunger that i'm just gonna like make a rocket for no reason other than to say i have the biggest penis kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway that's not what the news story is so this is actually about a conspiracy theory that i've seen on a lot of websites oh my at the goodness moment. so there is a conspiracy theory that claims jeff bezos was replaced by aliens whilst he was in space well, like some kind of Mark Zuckerberg, he's a he's yeah. an alien theory. I mean, let's be fair. I think Mark Zuckerberg probably is an alien. Oh, um, okay. Well, yeah, he is a lizard person. <laughs> anyway, carry on. yeah. But anyway, so Bezos went into space with his brother. He didn't really go into space though, did he? Like, he didn't actually uh, break the atmosphere. Really. They were like on the cusp, weren't they? They just got above. I think what's called. I don't, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. The Kármán line or something. Ah, the Hyman. The, the Hyman. <laughs> kind of is what it is a little bit <laughs> he went up with his brother mark and wally funk an 82 year old pilot who was banned from joining nasa decades ago because she was a woman oh, oh and oliver damon and so he's an 18 year old student and the way in which he got his ticket was that his dad pretty much bought it for him for like so many billions oh millions so yeah everyone's like he's the youngest it's like yeah yeah he's also sure, I... his dad is rich yeah so that helped it's an 11 minute flight but yes apparently many twitter users which also makes me think i don't know if these people are being legit whether they're just having a jest one concerned user tweeted in all caps are we certain that an alien body snatcher didn't replace jeff bezos when he left the planet are we sure an alien didn't snatch him when he left the hoo-ha. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. Is someone said, I'll probably disappear after tweeting this, but Bezos' rocket trip was designed to replace him while in orbit. 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 Or orbit. <laughs> orbit. New name just dropped. Uh, with the <laughs> lizard alien doppelganger of Bezos. And someone said, the real Bezos is headed out of our solar system at the moment. Oh, I don't know where maybe, to. Uh, maybe the real Jeff Bezos were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Who knows? People don't have anything to do. Do, do people not. not have like, I don't know, a floor to vacuum, a video game to play? Grass to touch. A grass to touch, <laughs> a flower to smell. I get that we're uh, yeah. in a pandemic right now and people are just sitting and staring at walls doing nothing. But I doubt that this is why that they're saying these things. I think if we weren't in a pandemic, they were they they're conspiracy theories. They probably don't even think we're oh, in a yeah. pandemic right now. <laughs> exactly. So uh, some people think that Jeff Bezos's voice sounded different when he returned. And someone was like, I think it's because of testosterone boosters. And then someone was like, it's because the alien overlords replaced the, the Bezos unit. Well, they're, they're not very good at 
replacing him then. No. If no, if you're going to tell the difference, I think if there really were aliens, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. His voice wouldn't be changed because if they're that much more technologically advanced, then why would they fucking get his voice wrong? This doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter, but there was a... USA Today did a whole fact-check article on this. Uh, the claim, there is an alien's face in Jeff Bezos's neck proving he's not human. Well, that settles it then. We have proof. That's it. Well, this is the claim, but they dispute it. Apparently, I they... I don't know if it was NASA or something else. I read it very briefly. Apparently, they had to redefine the word astronaut because that is not what Bezos is. He is a passenger. He was, Yeah, yes. so they had to redefine that word so that nobody calls yeah. him an astronaut because if you're, if you're a passenger... Passenger, <laughs> if you're a passenger in a plane, you're not a pilot. No, no, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, you're not, he's not an astronaut. He's a, a rich passenger who, who paid his way to sit there. So they, <laughs> there was some article where they were talking about how they had to rewrite the definition for the word astronaut so oh, that nobody goodness. can call him an astronaut. It also sounds quite petty, doesn't it? It is petty in like the best way possible. <laughs> just doing it so that Jeff Bezos can't call himself oh, an astronaut. Oh, for sure. And I think it's the best way that. That anyone can beat Penny. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's so Yeah, good. definitely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, reading this fact-checking article, it's got all the different claims and their ratings. So here's this one where Bezos is not a reptile or alien. Or um, an astronaut. It, or an astronaut. And it just says, conspiracy theories about reptilian people are baseless. Um, So yeah, they feel quite strongly about this. And their verdict is that, yeah, it's false that he has been replaced with an alien. So so which one is it? I Which one do I have to latch on to? Like, uh, which bandwagon do I well, duct tape myself one... to with my whole <laughs> life and soul? Well, I mean, to be fair, they've got sources in the one saying that it's false. They've actually listed all of their sources in their explanation as to why Jeff Bezos isn't a reptilian alien. So, you know, this one's backed up. Uh, so I think we're just all going to have to accept that, yeah, he's probably not I a think, reptilian alien. I sound disappointed. I think people, I, are spending, <laughs> people are spending way too much time discussing whether or not Jeff Bezos is a reptilian alien. Like and us. much less time <laughs> discussing whether or not he is... How do I put this in the nicest way? <laughs> Human scum. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best. <laughs> that's another way to put it, Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have anything against people who have accumulated wealth through their own hard work and treating people fairly. Oh, yeah. And who do good things with it. I mean, at the end of the day, obviously, it's their money. They can do what they want. But yeah. it, sometimes it's just something about the way it was earned, I guess. I, I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of places like this. Sorry to that, get controversial and political, political on the Give It A Go yeah. show, but I mean, this is a very black and white picture. Oh, there yeah. is a clear good and bad in this. But we, uh, we don't need to talk about <laughs> no, anyway, let's, let's anyway, move on. let's move on to fun, to the, the fun, media. the fun, fun media. Yes, yes, we're back on to, yes, let's get on to so, media. <laughs> this is... Uh, <laughs> This is another thing that I was not intending to be the subject, but I really wanted to talk about it. And I've mm -hmm. mentioned this to you. I've started playing Power Wash Simulator. Oh, yes. Yes. My husband's uh, top game at the moment as well. Yes. Yep. He, he is very much a simulator connoisseur, I feel. Yes. Yes. He is. Whereas, he, is um, uh, he knows it all. I never play simulator games in this vein, but after watching two different YouTubers play it and finding it so satisfying to watch, mm -hmm. I had to get it for myself and I thought it was satisfying just to watch, but actually doing it yeah. is amazing so to explain what it is it's just a simulator type game where you use a pressure washer to blast yeah. the dirt and 
and grime <laughs> off of vehicles, yards, buildings, parks, and all kinds of things. And you can earn in-game currency and buy upgrades, better washers, soap nozzles, etc. to be more <laughs> efficient. So it has Just like... washing goods. Yes, it has a steady curve. The pressure washer is already good, but you can become more efficient the further you go. More powerful. Yes. More powerful. <laughs> more powerful. <laughs> So it's extremely satisfying. Like imagine just standing in front of a, a wall covered in dirt as if it's been dunked into a swamp and then just turning the, mm. the washer on, moving it around and just watching it turn into a nice, pristine, clean wall and seeing that clear difference in front of you. And oh yes, I've never used a real pressure washer, but it feels surprisingly realistic. It's satisfying enough mm. where a lot of the dirt will be really easy to blast off, but there's things like yeah. mold and rust really ingrained and graffiti, mm. which will require some more doing. So yeah to switch it up with different nozzles and pressure and so on yeah it's got like amazing balance it feels good to do like it, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like turn it on is like okay that looks unnatural it, it feels really yeah. like you're doing it because mm. even when you're faced with a huge project like cleaning an entire skate park you just kind of get lost yeah. in the process mm. and the next thing you know you spend an hour playing but you cleaned a whole park and it feels great <laughs> I might have to try this one actually. Yeah. Yeah, I I was never too fond of the simulator games either, but yes, as we said, my husband is a simulator connoisseur. He got me into farming simulator. This one is uh. very <laughs> relaxing and obviously it's all fake, yeah. so you're not actually accomplishing oh, yeah. or cleaning anything, but it it still gives you that feeling. Feels like you are. Yes, it gives you that feeling <laughs> of having accomplished something while having enjoyed the process as well. So it's like a video mm. game that makes you feel like you're doing productive things. Yeah. And you could be doing productive things instead, but it feels <laughs> <laughs> so whatever like doing this instead of cleaning yeah, so yeah. it's an early oh access goodness. which for anyone who doesn't know means it's an early version of the game and usually I find those kind of hard to play because there'll be bugs and there'll be lots of content that is subject to change this feels like a complete polished game I was actually really surprised to see it was an early access because it's incredibly well made and it feels mm. like it's own completed thing when I play it I don't get the feeling that something is unfinished yeah it very much feels like this is what it's supposed to be you know so on its yeah, own like yeah. that it, it's really good and it's very it's getting very popular nowadays because of so many YouTubers yeah, playing it mm. so I had to finally cave and get it and I haven't played it in a few days but I usually just put on some music and then pressure wash a bunch of stuff it's mm. so relaxing I end up like drawing little things in the dirt and <laughs> <laughs> It's very, very nice. It gives you a lot of variety. It's easy to get to the more powerful washers. Yeah. It's not too much of a grind or anything. You just do things and get things and it's very rewarding and forgiving. Yeah, sounds like a nice chill time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely relaxing. Okay, so I tried a game as well. I tried one from the Itch.io pack that we got a while ago. Oh, I haven't even looked at that <laughs> <laughs> Well, I played Cat Lateral Damage. Yes, I played that one! <laughs> so this was, like, obviously the first time I've played it. It's described on the Kickstarter, which was successful as the premier first-person destructive cat simulator. Play as a cooped-up house cat and knock stuff onto the floor. So, that's what I did. <laughs> so, in the game, you are, yep, you're a cat who has to knock as many things to the floor as possible. In a lot of them, you have an objective. So, for example, you have to knock 330 30 items onto the floor and you have a time limit and yeah you just have to bap things really <laughs> i got and i got that on steam like a long time ago and maybe 
I might have gotten like an earlier version or something, but I should play that again because yeah, just hearing you talk about it, I'm remembering all of the havoc that I wreaked. Yeah, it's, it's surprisingly engaging. I thought that some of those smaller games, it's just you sort of play it. There's not really any progression or anything, but you can unlock different cats, which I enjoy. Mm. You, <laughs> you can unlock photos of animals. So they have cool names. So some of them are called like Catzilla, Turbo, and there was a dog called Super Soldier who wore oh. I think, a lobster hat, which I appreciated. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and the images for the playable cats are really cute. The models don't really look like the pictures, but they're cute. <laughs> and yeah, you can earn things like the photos and when you complete the missions, yeah, you get more cats to play, which is a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very like nice color palette and stuff like that. It's cute. Yeah. Adorable. It's pretty chill. You know, they play some quite nice music, but then obviously when it gets to, I think it's the last 30 seconds, it, it's like, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. So, <laughs> and then yeah. you're just there smacking as fast as possible. It's, it's like, a smack, really smack, smack, funny smack, idea. Yeah. As someone who owns three cats and has watched them like bap things off of surfaces for no reason, it felt kind of gratifying to be on the other end of it where I don't have to worry about cleaning something up. This is somebody no. else's problem. That's the thing. And my favorite part about it is once you're done and the cat just like gets back in the box and it's just like nothing ever happens. Yeah. You know <laughs> a game that, I, that you should play? I don't remember what it's called, but mm. it's a game where you're at a party and you have to pet as many dogs as possible. I've heard about that one. I can't remember. What it's, I think it's just called like pet the dog at the party. Or yeah, something, something like it? that. It's, so it's pretty self-explanatory. You just run through somebody's house and people are having a party <laughs> and you run through every room you can find as fast as possible to pet as many dogs as you can before time runs out. Oh, and goodness. it's just really relatable you know you're the person at the party and you kind of don't know anybody and you're like where's the dog and i put the dog yeah yeah i mean i i don't get invited to parties so. oh well i haven't been at a party <laughs> either but i'm just i'm imagining because no, i've heard a lot of people say that yeah so that was what i tried yeah not much more to say on that yeah, really. it's very straightforward give it a shot you, you bap things off it's very easy to get into yeah you can just go in directly and do it, it it's yeah, straightforward it's very fun well maybe yeah. you should try the dog petting game <laughs> yes yes i might have to try the dog petting game as more of a i like cats but I, i'm more of a dog person yeah. so <laughs> I, i'm the opposite i love dogs to bits but i'm a cat person so definitely yeah. was very charmed by that game when i played it so sweet. well excited to announce the last New segment now. yeah we don't have an intro for it because i don't know who cares we didn't have one for the last one did we <laughs> yeah we didn't so no one's gonna miss it we are, we are going to learn new things on this segment yes i'm called it yeah. the today i learned facts where i will go on the subreddit for today i learned where it says tie tie i tie i can't spell t-i-l not t-i-l um t-i-l and then you can't spell a random fact yes i can't spell letters i can't i don't know the alphabet <laughs> we're moving on to greener pastures with this more theme fitting yes. pastures so i'm gonna Indeed. be dropping some random facts on you drop those facts so here's my my first random fact first, hmm, first of all if i'm spreading in <laughs> if i'm spreading misinformation i'm sorry i'm foolishly operating out of the assumption that everyone on reddit is nothing but truthful please take with a grain of salt so today i learned that the first iphone virus did nothing except change people's phone f wallpapers to a photo of rick astley oh <laughs> Yes. Everyone's getting Rickrolled. Yeah, but this, I don't, I think this might have been before the Rickrolling. Oh. I'm not sure. It was the first I, virus for iPhone, so it yeah. was a long time ago. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it kind of reminds me, when I was at school, we had a supply teacher who was out of the room for like five minutes and someone put the Rickroll thing up. Oh, yeah. And the supply teacher came back in and he couldn't close it because it would just come up with a different message every time when he clicked the close button. <laughs> 
and it was just like you can't escape kind of thing and the supply teacher just went no it's Rick Astley <laughs> no it's him <laughs> it's like he's stalking the, the teacher yeah he's like no so uh, yeah so, so. yeah the only function of the virus was to replace your wallpaper with a photo of Rick Astley and it it was easily removable it was called the <laughs> harmless virus the Ikey worm or something like that and All right, okay. apparently an Australian man named Ashley Towns admitted to creating the virus to race the issue of security mm -hmm. like people were being really lazy about their passwords and such things and it was yeah. easier to get into and he said I've been informed that I may have broken some laws but not being a lawyer <laughs> I do not know <laughs> 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 maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Yeah, so he, he like showed some proof that it was him and all. And I, I just think that's like a very... Because viruses, they feel like this entity that's very scary because they can just yes, completely decimate years of work and something mm -hmm. that costs a lot of money to replace. And so to have this harmless little thing for your phone <laughs> that was easy to remove and that just kind of showed a picture of Rick Astley, I found that was very funny. Just kind of remind. I don't know why it reminds me of the time that um, my brother went into my dad and said, I can get World of Warcraft for free. <laughs> no. And my dad went, no, you can't. And he said, I can, I can do it. And my dad went, don't, because it's a virus. And my brother went, no, okay, I won't do it then. Anyway, he came in five minutes later and said, dad have a virus oh no you, you do whoa well my dad was like i told you it's that's the thing well growing up with parents that were not as computer savvy i had to be the one to be like no no you have not don't you, do it you, yeah. you haven't won a million no. no you haven't you're not the thousand oh visitor to this site don't, no. don't look at the flashing lights. It's okay. Especially during that time growing up, like during the 90s, where it really was, the internet was not a beautiful place by any means. Oh, no, no. Everything was really ugly looking and there oh, were flashing God, yeah. lights everywhere and there would very much be like these obvious viruses that are not as obvious now perhaps, but still kind of a new thing. And the iPhone was obviously yeah. much later, but it's still really funny to think about that somebody took the time, create oh, a yeah, virus, 100%. obviously having the skills for it, and they just made something harmless and cute instead and just to raise awareness yeah. over how badly the, the mm. security was made on these yeah yeah fair enough to him yeah fair play <laughs> i love that he just kind of was very nonchalant about whether he was breaking he was laws or like, not. yeah <laughs> don't know might have broken the law yeah, yeah, we'll i don't out, know i guess <laughs> don't know i'm not a lawyer <laughs> yeah that's lovely i don't know if i broke this law i'm not a lawyer I'm what do you lawyer. think i don't know i guess we'll find out it's all right <laughs> yeah i don't think he got charged for anything it was very young i think like very early 20s i also feel like that's quite an australian response just to be like <laughs> yeah probably yeah i mean laws. i don't know don't we all Oh, yeah. Well. But yeah, yeah, good for him. Good for good for him. Mm. And uh, I don't mm. use an iPhone, so I don't know. But good for Rick Astley for being yeah. the face of yeah. trolling for generations to come. <laughs> and now I am absolutely sick of it. Whenever I see a Rick roll <laughs> these days, I'm like, ugh. I feel like I've gone <sighs> through the scale where at first it was funny, then I got sick of it, and now yeah. there are just so many, so many worse ways that people troll nowadays that I've yeah, become true. very neutral towards it, where it's like, ah, You've gone... this is a Rick Astley. <laughs> but at the very least, it's extremely harmless. If, oh, if yeah. outdated, you know. Yeah. 
I, I just yeah. think about, you know, if somebody tries to Rickroll me, it's not really funny. But I'm like, oh, okay, well, at least you didn't call me a slur. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> to bait me into a, an argument. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, there's much worse about these things. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it sounds like you've been through the five stages of grief with Rickroll. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at peace. I'm at peace. You're at peace. You're in acceptance. I just know that it's... no matter what, he's never going to give me up anyway. He's never. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is our note to end this. So, That's enough um, from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know better than this. You better stop. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have any stories that you'd like to tell us about things you've tried, pop us an email. Email, a tweet, an Instagram comment. Yeah, I don't know what kids <laughs> use these days. Just, <laughs> just do it. Just well, get, what's just our get in what's touch. our email? Give it a go show pod. Yeah, give it a go show pod at gmail dot com. At gmail dot yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Tell, it's that. tell us your stories. Maybe we'll talk about them. Yes, please, um, please tell us your stories. Yes. We'd love to talk about them. If we get enough, we'd love to do a segment. Yes, yes. When we have when we run out of our stories, we we might tell your embarrassing stories. Which is soon. So please, please, please <laughs> beg of you. It's going to be soon. I'm only so old, and please. I've only done so many things. We've only got so many left. Please. We've got no time. Time's running out. You got to do it. Please, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, if you do have anything, please send it through to us. We'll be happy happy to talk about yes. it you can be anonymous you can give us your name we don't do you care. hear how desperate just she sounds <laughs> please just anyone to make something no please no, don't make something up it's <laughs> fine we'll, we'll, we'll live we'll live but we would love it yes we'll be all right yes <laughs> so, thank you very much thanks but, yeah. for listening to our podcast yes thank you and uh just go make some memories yes <laughs>